Hello and welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. This is the podcast all about slow living in a fast-paced world. I'm Brooke McCallery. My name is Ben McCallery. Welcome to episode 239, where we continue our creativity month, our month of creativity experiments, and we're four weeks into it. And how are you feeling? I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good about it, actually. Yeah, like I mentioned last week, I have experienced a lot more of a mindset shift than I expected, and not just in terms of the daily practice of creativity, but in lots of things, problem-solving, empathy, parenting, uh, and then my creative work as well. This week's theme that we're going to discuss, though, I think is going to prove to be probably one of the things that I do struggle with. The most difficult? For for me, just for me and my personality and my tendencies, yeah. But uh, on the whole, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm loving, much like our nature experiment, the the call to, to just sit down and practice in a creative way every day and just making it part of our daily rhythm. I'm finding it really fulfilling. What about you? Yeah, I... I've really enjoyed the last week. I we've had my parents come over and and uh, stay with us, so we've been able to do a lot of. I've gone back to the videoing and editing and putting together like a bigger type, you know, overview of their stay as yeah. you tend to do. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed it so much. More create like I feel like where we're staying at the moment. There's creativity everywhere Mm. like and there's a lot of like just today like driving past in the afternoon this couple playing their guitars out on their front like lawn like how good is that yeah they're just it's just I just feel this is this this is the area for creativity well I think I agree with you and I think that a big part of that is the pace of life in places like this Mm. people I'm I'm speaking in stereotypes, but in a small mountain town like this and other places that we've visited, people have more time or they view time differently. Yeah. They're not in exactly. a rush constantly. They're not exactly. fighting through traffic for an hour to get to work. Um, people's priorities maybe are slightly different here. People have chosen to live here mm. even though that it's more removed from the city, even though there's certain facilities that they may be lacking, whatever. Like it's a choice. Yeah. And as a result, I think people's sense of time is maybe more spacious. Of course, it doesn't hurt that now the sun's not going down until like 10 o'clock at night. Well, yeah, exactly. So I feel like my day is twice the length that it was in winter. You do get ample opportunity to, yeah. So anyway, we've touched on this theme in almost every single episode we've done so far, but we want to dedicate a whole one. And it's the idea of creative fun Mm. or play, creative play, being in the right sense of mind or... I don't know, like feeling in a particular way so that your creativity is actually fun and playful. Playful, exactly. Childlike, full of wonder rather than the thing that we spoke about um, in week two, which is focusing on the output, focusing on the end product, which has been my struggle over the past few weeks. Yeah, the end product and the the audience. Yes. Big barriers, I think, or big influences to your creative output. I agree. Yeah. So let's dive into this week's episode. Okay. So there's this notion that we've spoke about about output over 
audience and vice versa, audience over output and how it influences your creativity. Today, we're going to talk about the process over the actual product. Product, yeah. And what that actually, and what that means, mm. and what that means to you. How how do you feel in a creative play environment when you're when you're creating in a way that's playful? Can you give us some thoughts about what you like to do in that space and how it makes you feel? Yeah, I mean, if if ever I find myself creating just for the fun of it. It's interesting. You give me a blank piece of paper and I will feel more inclined to doodle and kind of just riff off whatever's happening in my brain and really just follow my feelings, follow follow whatever I want to do. You give me a colouring sheet, you know, like the adult colouring books that that were really popular. Um, I had a couple of them. You give me a lined piece of paper Mm -hmm. and I think differently. Well, there's like rules. No, yeah, well, there is exactly. That, and is that is that a product of like schooling and all yeah, that sort of stuff? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I much prefer in that kind of playful capacity. Give me a blank sheet of paper. Give me some crayons. Give me some beautiful textures, markers, you know, paints, watercolors, whatever. And then I will just see what happens. And I love that. And I feel giddy and alive. Yeah. When I when I do yeah. that, that's why the yeah. sketchbook that I bought myself, which was I'm happy to write in it, but I'm also happy to draw in it, is unlined. Mm. And I find that I will often write something and write a little scrap of a poem or a sentence or something and then I'll draw a little picture and then there'll be Mm. little, you know, Mm. scribbles all over it. And I I like that. For me, that is the epitome of play. I mean, as I've said every episode, I'm a writer. That's what I do. That's what I find myself doing. But I also love playing around. I've enjoyed you being more playful in mm. your creation. I'll make an observation here and you can tell me if I'm way off mark. Okay. But Brooke is a very good drawer. She is. Um, she's pretty good at everything creative. But you are a very good drawer. And not only I say it, but our kids say it when they see your what I'll call doodles. But so you've got this sketchbook and you write in it and you do drawings. But I've noticed your drawings are always at the edge of pages okay. and they're not fully like they're not fully drawn they're mm-hmm. they're like might be half of something or quarter of something it's almost like you're it's like it's just creeping onto the page <laughs> and it's you with that mindset still of like oh I don't, I don't want to commit to like a fully blown drawing because I don't want it to suck exactly yeah so uh, is that were you conscious of that at all? And is and am I way out of line? No, I, no, I was never conscious of it. Uh, never thought about it, it. So it's a subconscious I, thing? I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I, I still have, I, I struggle with, with the idea of worth with everything, always have, um, you know, with my writing work, with like personal life. Like I, I, that's something I struggle with. So it's like is this is not worth the space on the page this isn't worth anything and this experiment is teaching me to let go of that to genuinely let go of any of that I'm listening to the audiobook version of Big Magic Liz Gilbert's book at the moment and it's wonderful it really is I I really enjoy her her thoughts on cultivating a creative practice whether or not you're a creative quote-unquote person or make your your living from creative work yeah and this is something that I'm picking up from her time and time again. It takes kind of courage 
Because we tell ourselves all Mm. of these stories about who we are and who we aren't and what we do and what we don't and what we're able to do and what we're not able to do. And that affects all of this stuff, you know, and it affects the way I am with our kids and it affects my ability to just be playful in the moment. And it's something since we did our play experiment in 2016, 17, that's, um, that's something that I've really been working on. So it's that thing because we spoke about it in a podcast when we did the the play. Was that a, a month experiment play? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah everyday in, play. Every, back in two thousand sixteen, and you made this comment: play comes naturally to Ben. Yes, but it's something that you have to work really hard at. Yeah, have you had to work as hard with this experiment as you had with the the play experiment? No, definitely not. I but to move away from that output, like the, the product-focused, audience-focused creative work has required me to really rethink. And I, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking of an example and it's actually a very flawed example. But so the writing project that I'm working on is not for public consumption. It's not for anything other than fun at this point in time. But it is a kid's story. And up until the last few days... It's all been living either in my head or in a sketchbook or to a very limited amount uh, in my computer. And I talked to you about certain things and I talked to the kids about certain things and you guys knew the very basics of what I was doing. You're continually riffing on it and like asking for a... Input. Like not, they're questions. They're not like, oh, for this story, it's just random questions. No, it's like if you lived in a magical land, what kind of unicorn would you be? Yeah. But kind of to embrace this idea of of not being perfect, of being playful, of being more focused on, you know, the storytelling rather than the doing and getting it right. I've been telling the kids a chapter of the story every night off the top of my head in bed. Are you making it up? Making or, it up or, as I go. Because my understanding is you haven't put like any mm-hmm. like. I haven't started sh- writing the book. Yeah. I've just been writing notes and making yeah. playful associations and that sort of stuff. Uh, but the, yeah, the last few nights, I when I put the kids the kids to bed, I just tell them a chapter of the story, and it's been so fulfilling. I cannot like I get teary eyed thinking. I about feel it. like you should be recording these. I, well, I, I think, but I would then would change <laughs> and change what go, I was doing here exactly we go about the audience thing. But yeah. the audience would only be you. Well, the, and no, the audience is the kids as well. But and that's why I said it was a flawed kind of. Example. Example, yeah. but it's about as close as I'm going to get mm. uh, because it's playful and it's it's certainly not perfect. It's not even good in a lot of instances, but there's something there, like there's a thread of something there that, that really excites me and the kids are loving it. Mm. It relates to this question which has been sent in by David on, on the Slow, right. Slow Home website. He's saying, the Slow Home website, my gosh. Are your kids involved in the creativity experiment have we got the kids involved? Uh, well, yes, because we really encourage the kids to be creative every day. So they both have these big, beautiful, blank sketchbooks that uh, we encourage them to draw in every day. All right, but they most tend, most likely tend to draw. Uh, and they're both writing every day. Our son is, is working on his own story. Uh, but that I don't think we sat them down and said, right, we're doing an experiment this month where we're going to create every day, that's just something that we have cultivated in them since we've been away, I think. They're the most creative people I know. Yeah. So it's really easy. But what I'm trying to say is 
Have we done something creative together? All together? Probably not. Maybe that's something that we should do. Yeah. And I think that would be a wonderful thing to do because this whole idea for me of, of letting go of being good and just embracing the play really is another version of embracing our childlike wonder in in creativity and in, in playfulness. And that was my one of my first bits of advice to people in the first episode of this month's experiment was if you don't think you're a creative person, if you don't have any creativity, first of all, I'd push back on that and, and say I disagree. Yeah. But secondly, think about what you loved doing as a kid and do that. And people have. It's been amazing to see what people are doing. Absolutely. Do something that makes you feel good. Yeah. Like just plain and simple. Exactly. And just with that, I don't know, it's like a change in mentality. You are suddenly find yourself being very creative. It may not look uh, the way that you think creativity should look. Exactly. That's, so let go of that. that. That's Who cares? The, so, but you're you're a perfectionist, right? Yeah. So how how do you let go? What are some tips for people that are in that camp of about ah, oh, just I can't be creative, or they might have just they just don't think it's creative what they're doing, or maybe what, they just don't think it's good enough, or good enough, or that's yeah, exactly. So what what's some tips about letting go of per- perfectionism? Well, it's not going to be good when you first start. And it, I have I have read so many books about writing written by authors who I admire, my favourite being Stephen King and Anne Lamott's Bird by Bird is also really excellent. And in both of those books they both simply say it will not be good when you begin. Begin anyway because it's yeah. not going to get any better if you just sit there with words in your head. And, of course, again, I'm always referring to writing because that's my my lens. But... That applies to everything. That applies to drawing, sculpting, dancing, dressing in a creative way. Any of those things can be creative, but you're not going to, quote, improve if you don't begin. And it, it does take a bit of courage, you know, and that's that's what I love about Liz Gilbert's book. It just start. Mm-hmm. You know, Anne Lamott, pardon me, I'm going to swear here, but she... She writes about the importance of getting your shitty first draft out. Yeah. Because every book begins as a shitty first draft. Yeah. Even the best ones. Now, granted, Stephen King's terrible first draft would look very different to my terrible first draft, but so what? He's written 50-something books. Hmm. Uh, So I think it's not easy, and I understand you'll probably constantly be battling that voice. It's like, ugh, this is terrible. Why bother? This is not worthy of space on the page. But just... Do what I do in meditation. Acknowledge that voice. Give it a little wave. Say, yeah, I see you. I hear you. But I'm going to be over here doing my crappy drawing anyway. And I'm going to have fun. Mm. And then put on some fun music or Mm. smile while you're doing it or laugh about it. Yeah. Just don't take it so seriously because it's not. I mean, you're you're not drawing to save the world or anything like that. It's just a creative play. Do you think creativity needs to put a smile on your face? Oh, that's a good question. Nope. No, I don't. I, I, <laughs> I certainly don't have a smile on my face when I'm writing sometimes. I usually do when I'm finished. But uh, it's, a, it's a sense of feeling alive for me. There's like a, a liveliness to creativity. Not so much necessarily a face-splitting joy. Yeah, okay. Yep. There is a difference. Yeah. 
I mean, on a good day, sure. Like, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But some days are hard to, to be creative and turn up. Do it anyway. Draw the hard stuff. Write the hard stuff. You know, cook with vigor. <laughs> cook with rage. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Express yourself, you know. Cook with rage. Liquid rage. <laughs> Hot sauce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is an interesting question, though. I mean, why do we need to get anything out of it? It's, it's such a human thing, isn't it, to go, well, what, what do I get out of it? Yeah. So here's a challenge for us, getting back to uh, kids involved in the creativity. They are involved in their own way, but their life, I think, at the moment is very creative. Being on the road <laughs> where they're constantly being creative about the games that they can play. That's true. You know, but everything I feel like is is very creative at the moment for them. What is something that we can do together as a family to, like, you know, we're rolling into the last week of this experiment and I think I feel like it would be nice to, yeah, do something all all together. Okay. I mean, you could even do something really fun like that word-a-person, tell-a-story kind of game. You know, you sit around the dinner table and, and start and you say the puppy yep. was yep. a big blue yep. dog. Yeah. Uh, like that would be fun. And even just including them in more of the conversations about my story idea. I've, I've found actually the more chapters I tell of my story, the more input they're having as well. Mm. The kids are both like, oh, I'm drawing characters for your for your story, Mum. Yeah, it's fantastic. So that I guess that is... So you is, draw them into it. Uh, I would love to see, so this the collaborative approach to this book is just involving them as much mm. as possible because they are being so creative in that they go to bed to like in the night can't wait to hear about what's next yeah and i don't know how you're making it up on the spot are you making it up on the spot i'm making it up on the spot wow so yeah. some of it you're just like what was that about yeah but it's kind of cool because i'm yeah. getting to know these little people who so are you are writing it. your shitty draft at bed telling them stories at night basically basically yeah so and then in the morning when i get up and journal i just jot down what i'd said the night before and, right okay yeah see if that has any impact on whatever I end up doing later. But I will say playfulness, though, still doesn't come easily to me. And I remember when we did that that episode, that, that experiment rather, a couple of years ago, I had a number of people get in touch with me every week after I was kind of sharing quite honestly about how I find play hard. Mm. And I think it's it's probably a whole heap of reasons, but... It's a big part of it is that perfectionistic tendency to want to do things right or to have things go the way I had envisaged them going or I don't know what it is. So I will say for people who are listening to this and thinking that you don't have it in you to be playful, you definitely, you do. It's just a matter of letting go and softening into it and just even if you have to set an alarm for yourself for 10 minutes and say, for these 10 minutes, I'm just going to play. I'm going to do the next thing that my brain or my hands or my body wants to do. I'm going to just do the next, take the next step and and let go of all judgment. Yeah, exactly. Just for 10 minutes, just challenge yourself for 10 minutes to see how it feels. And it'll probably, hopefully, be a combination of challenging and joyful. And maybe do that every day for a week. If you've got kids, do that with them. You know, make up a silly game. Play with Play-Doh. Yeah. If you Google, like, creative play with kids, you get 
so many ideas about yeah. what you can do, you know, and they're all breaking down into young kids and, right. you know, all the way up to adolescence. But, yeah, all, simple things like that, you know, the word games, the word association games, so good yeah. just to involve, you know, the kids in those pieces as well. They love our kids love them. They yeah. they always want to do it. They <laughs> do. They do. Yeah. They do. We just challenge them when you're like, "Oh, not right now." Yeah, we're trying to find all <laughs> these you know, things to do in the car because we've got a big book tour coming we up do. and oh. we're driving everywhere. So yeah. Word association for everyone. Exactly. If you've got any other word association games that we can try, please do let us know. I want to leave people with this awesome quote that I found about researching today's uh, topic, and it's from Albert Einstein. Creativity is your intelligence having fun. Mm. I love that quote. Yeah, pretty awesome. I just think it's it appeals to people who uh, who downplay the importance of play yeah, exactly. and creativity. Exactly. Every, so everyone has it. Yeah, and it's almost like your intelligence, I feel, is a very serious thinking about that, the movie. Um, Inside Out. Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Intelligence, if it was one of the characters in that movie, would be very serious. Very serious. And wear glasses. Yeah. So you need your intelligence to have a break sometimes. Or and to, not to, to, to take to off exercise. Like, yeah, to, to exercise. And, strip off and run around on yeah. the grass naked. Yeah, like, it needs to have fun too. Yeah. And that's creativity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a really beautiful way of finishing it up. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. Until next week. Yeah, have a great week. Enjoy some creative play. Keep sharing your uh, your posts over on Instagram. We're using the hashtag slow experiment. I am absolutely loving Me too. seeing the posts come through. It's been through. awesome. And someone stacked wood in a in a beautiful creative pile the other day and someone else is doing these beautiful sketches of flowers every day, cooking, lots of people cooking creatively. Uh, someone's getting dressed. I cooked creatively last night. I cooked bison for the first time. You did? No, you didn't eat it, no, but I, I did. My dad ate it. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, and try like, new things. Uh, yeah, try new things. And it was like I looked at it and I was like, should I? Like, should I? Should I do it? And I just I was like, why not? You know, how much can you stuff it up? You could probably stuff it up. But it was just beautiful. Love that. I love cooking creativity. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. There were some beautiful cakes that people have made over Mother's Day as well. So, um, yeah, just just try and loosen the shoulders, put a big goofy smile on your face and, and try some playfulness for 10 minutes. Let us know how you go. Uh, slow post, as always, heading your way on Friday. So if you haven't signed up yet, you can head over to uh, slowyourhome.com slash slow post and we will send you a letter a week letting you know bits and pieces of what's happening and i think that by next week we will be able to put so next week at the end of may the end of may right at the end of may we yep. should have book tour events for you if not it'll be the week after but it's all coming together for the north american tour i'm so excited i'm waiting to receive my advanced copy Mm, it is exciting. So uh, I hope. The pre-orders are all open and available on the pre-orders website. Pre-orders are open. Please do. If you, if there's one way you would like to support us and our show, it's pre-ordering a book. Yeah. If you live in North America. If you live in North America, look. If you live in Australia or New Zealand, 
you can just go and buy one at the bookshop. <laughs> it has actually been reprinted recently. Congratulations. Thanks. What does that mean? It means that they sold out all the original print run. Oh, um, that's awesome. Of, I don't know how many it was. Mm-hmm. And Destination Simple is also being reprinted, which is great. So I don't say it enough, but thank you to everyone who has bought a copy of one or both of my books or borrowed it from the library. If you're in Australia, I do get I do get a royalty payment if you borrow my book from the library. Which is, un- I just cannot, how does that even work? It's a, I think it's a government scheme. I think it's fantastic. Oh, no, it's awesome. Like, yeah. it's very important. So people are like, oh, I, I didn't buy your book. I feel I bad. I'm like, don't feel bad. Yeah. Libraries are amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is honestly probably the biggest uh, thing you can do to support the book as it comes out in the States. I want to get it in front of, sorry, the States and Canada. Want I want to get it in front of as many yeah. people as possible yeah. because I genuinely believe that the stuff that I write about can change the world. Mm. Seriously. Which is a scary thing to say, but it's changed mine and I know it's it's helping other change people mine. change their own. So, uh, yeah, that would be amazing. Go and pre-order it. Go and tell your library to stock it. Absolutely. This is turning into a mini uh, hostful, but... One other quick, quick. How are you? How are you feeling about the upcoming tour? Ooh. We are, we are, you know, weeks or a couple of weeks away from leaving the sanctuary that is the Rockies. the Rocky Mountains in Canada. Yeah. That we've we've been hugged by all these mountains for so long, and we're escape. Well, you did escape to New York, but we are now rising like a phoenix, embarking on a very big. Very so. Just a couple of scary. thoughts on on how you feel about that. I f- I feel very excited actually, and the the timing has been uh, of this experiment has actually coincided with the work I've been doing with Jackie Carr, who is an amazing speaking coach, values coach, all around awesome woman, and there's been a lot of creative thinking happening there for me as well in terms of my own values and beliefs and putting together my talk, you know, the, yeah. the kind of framework of my talk yeah. that I am going to be giving at some of the events. Um, and that's been really wonderful because I think I was quite nervous about that up until a few weeks ago. And now I'm just nervous about the huge amount of driving that we have to do. <laughs> but I'm so excited uh, about meeting people. I'm mm. getting so many wonderful emails from people offering help and venues and accommodation and all that kind of stuff, which is just mind-blowing. Yeah. So thank you to everybody who has sent through suggestions or, or requests. or It helps. It does help a lot. Massively. Yeah. Massively. And my, my book publishers have been grateful too because they've been able to line up some additional uh, events. Events. Yeah, yeah, because of it. Oh, that's great. So, I'm yeah, I'm feeling equal parts very, very excited and quite daunted by parts of it, but... Just can't wait to get on the road. Creativity is intelligence having fun. It is. Have fun, everyone. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.